0: You are now listening to the Motivational Mentors podcast with your hosts,
1: Luke Burrows. Touch on morning routines. I think people have to find something that works for them. And
0: Arsenio, Buck. hey, Arsenio, let's go party! Hey, party! If someone asked me to party right now, Luke, come on! What the hell's a part? A party? What? A party for
1: what? All right, guys, and welcome back to Motivational Mentals with your host Luke Barris and Arsenio. But, uh, guys, today we have Damon Wild, who is a mood and energy performance coach, joining us. And so we're going to be talking about a lot of you know different things about how to perform at a high high level, especially for all you entrepreneurs out there, or you know young aspiring entrepreneurs as well. So, um, Damon, pleasure to have you on. Arsenio, pleasure pleasure for okay. you to be joining me as always. Well, my honor uh, to be here. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, so we were talking before, you know, that we connected probably a little while ago now. But it's been good. To, so it's good to finally hear your voice. Um, and, you know, obviously, Austinio, um, it's good to hear your voice once again.
0: <laughs> of course, man. And yeah, Damon, it's good to have you on. It's good to talk about some things that we haven't touched basis on yet either, man.
2: Definitely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, Damon, do you want to just kick this off then by just... I suppose your story actually and how you got into what you do today and the process that you use to help your clients um get results in their in their life and their business
2: absolutely so I feel like my story is one that a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to and that's you know when you start up and when you decide you know that I want to be an entrepreneur I want to go down this path you have a lot of passion for that you you have kind of that fire some people would call it in their stomach that you know you you know you start off with this drive and focus that's really kind of incomparable and that's something I never had in school it was something that you know getting work from somebody else or having a a nine to five job never really did for me so when I became an entrepreneur that it was amazing that first year and what happened was eventually I started waking up and I was just dreading the day and I I had all these things, I had this to-do list of things that I knew I was supposed to do and I just I couldn't get myself to do it. And I'm like, this is a problem. This is something that I cannot keep doing. You know, I can't wake up every day and hate what I do. Right? So the whole reason that I started this was because I wanted to do something with my life where I could make money uh doing something that I enjoyed doing and help. So, it was in that moment where I'm like, all right, let's Let's figure this out. let's Let's find a solution for this. And what happened was I became practically obsessed with just finding out ways that you know, not just in terms of your mindset and the way that you look at at your business and, and your life, but strategies that you could implement in order to regain that that fire, that enthusiasm. And you know, after a couple of years of doing this, what I realized was I'm not the only one that's going through this. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that kind of feel the same way. And, you know, if they could if they could get that enthusiasm back, that passion back, how much further could they go? You know, like what kind of results would they be getting? And so that's what I started doing. I started doing consulting where I was helping other coaches and other entrepreneurs, you know, accomplish things quicker in their business with a lot less effort and a lot less stress so that they could get the results that they were looking for, so that they could be their most high-performance selves and, you know, kind of get the lives that they're after and have more free time for the things that they actually enjoy doing
1: so how so what what business were you running before you decided to go into the whole coaching and consulting
2: right so i started this company up and it was called more life and it was very like personal development self-healthy uh where the thing that separated my business was that i was all about giving practical advice so i feel like we're kind of plagued in this wild west um, you know, of advice online these days, you have so many gurus, so many coaches that are giving out, um, all different kinds of advice and it can be very overwhelming. You get something called information overload. And that was me. That was, I was that guy that was just reading every book, going through every course and learning all this stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I have all this knowledge, but how much has my life really changed because of it? And that was a huge turning point for me because I was like, if you, if you know everything, but you can't actually apply it to your life, what good is it? It's just useless knowledge, right? They say knowledge is power. I think knowledge is only power when you can apply that knowledge. So, so that's what I did with my business is everything that I put out, I made sure that it was something that people could actually implement right away. And I, I took everything that I learned on my journey. I took all the most effective and the fastest things that you could use to actually make an impact. And I started showing other people how to do that. You know, so I did what most um, what most people in this space do, which is to start a blog, start a newsletter, start putting out YouTube videos. And that's what I was doing for a while until I realized, how can I be more niche oriented? How can I help people in a specific space, you know, with what I know best, with what I think is kind of my specialty, what I see no one else is really talking about right now. And that was energy and mood enhancement. So how do you? I mean, because at the end of the day, everything comes back to how we feel. And, you know, I don't think that success is the fastest route to happiness, but I do believe that happiness is a fast route to success because if you can feel better about what you do and you can have that joy and that energy in your life all of the time, success becomes easy, right? It's not a matter of having to do anything or being desperate to achieve some kind of result in your life, but it's a matter of inspiration. It's a matter of, you know, just this detached love for what you do. So that's what I'm all about. And a lot of entrepreneurs forget that that exists and that that's possible. And I want to show them that it is and that there are ways that you can do it.
0: Wow, I like that, man. You know what? It's funny that you said that because just a year ago today, boy, my life, of course, I had jumped into the unknown. I was getting rid of a job that uh, was no longer suitable for me. But just fast forward it fast forwarding it I hate saying that. Fast forwarding it a year <laughs> later. Here I am today. You know what? I just feel like I'm so on fire with things. Like I wake up with a new reinvigoration of everything. I feel like every day is a new day to touch other people's lives. Like it's not only just uh, you know, the you know putting everything into action and like you said, success et cetera, et cetera. But it was about developing a positive mental attitude. Like I could quite possibly be the happiest person in a condo unit of like 4,000 different units. Uh, and again, it doesn't really matter about the money or anything, but it's about me. Just like, I guess, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's purpose or whatnot, but again, my mood is always really good unless it's like the littlest things like a, a bus coming late or this or that, just the littlest, tiniest thing, nothing else. But, um, when it comes to like mood enhancement, so what are, what are some of the things that you tell, of course, your clients to do, or some of the basic thing, you know, basic things that people can do right now, like in terms of, you know, just mood enhancing themselves, or you know, what is it you did? Because again, I developed a positive mental attitude through like hell last year, but what is it that, you did?
2: right? And a lot of people think mindset is a cliche too, which is like, I mean, it has become a cliche and you know mindset is not everything but it's definitely the foundation you know it's like i don't know if you ever played jenga as a kid i've heard of that oh my god isn't that that weird the, 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 yeah that that big tall yeah it's kind of like playing it's okay, kind of thanks. like playing Django, right so right. It's, if you if you have an unsolid base and you, you have blocks missing from that base and you keep stacked blocks on top and let's say that this structure obviously, is an analogy for your business. Mm. And, you know, you want to make this bigger and better. So you keep stacking blocks on top, trying to make it bigger <laughs> and better. Well, if there's not enough blocks in at the base there, what's going to happen? Mm. It's mm. going to topple over, right? It's good analogy. So that's what I feel like mindset. And the way that you actually go about your business and look at it is everything. That is the foundation. And unless that's, you have a solid base, eventually things are going to kind of, they're going to fall over.
1: Yeah, and I mean, just bringing this back to what you said before about kind of information overload as well, because, you know, at the moment I'm, I'm reading this book and it's an awesome book, you know, there's so much kind of in this book about high performance and everything, but I'm just kind of like at the moment, like, okay, working out how I apply that to my life, like, you know what I'm saying? And so, do you think when people, you know, they may go for a course or read a book, it's not maybe not about applying everything, but just applying one of the two things that personally to them is going to help them most where they are right now oh i
2: absolutely agree um you know one of the one of the best things i ever heard like in terms of you know i was that i was that guy that just took tons of notes I i would just read these books and just like highlight like rip apart this book trying to like absorb everything and what you just said there is the truth that a lot of people kind of need to hear it's like if you're going to take notes take don't take notes until the end and then write down I would say write down the three things that just really stood out the most to you or had the biggest impact on you. And then underneath that note, make an actual action step that you can now implement this because without action, again, it's just useless knowledge. So honestly, it's about taking those things that you know are going to have the biggest effect and then immediately putting it into action and, and writing a way that you can actually do that for yourself.
0: What are, what are some of the things that you come across? Um, uh what is it when you're actually coaching some of your clients and whatnot? Is it because maybe again, you know, Luke just mentioned information overload and, you know, just getting so much information, but not being able to put them into action. What are some of the things that you normally see in the coaching world, you know, in terms of you, you know, dealing with clients and whatnot, whereas they're not, they're kind of doing something that kind of fits into the masses around
2: the world. Mm, That's a really good question. You know what, I think the one thing that holds people back the most from taking action, especially when they know what they should do, and they kind of struggle to actually put that into effect, is overthinking it. And I only know that because I come from that place too, where if you're a perfectionist or an overthinker, that's it helps you in some ways, but it can also hold you back in a lot of other ways. So if you if you kind of overcomplicate the process of taking action, and because you you feel like you have to get it perfect or it has to be a certain way, then that's going to cause a lot of like a lot of stress, a lot of overwhelm. So the best advice for that person, if you think that's you, is just you know i don't I don't know if you guys know Dan Locke, but he has this analogy of like a squirrel running across a line, right? That squirrel doesn't think about how it's going to run across, and he's you know, okay, left foot right but Oh my God, I'm going to screw this up. It just doesn't. And so the best thing you can do is just throw yourself in that situation. And I find what happens is that as soon as you start doing it, that clarity on, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to do this right? It kind of comes while you're doing it. It's so you get into this sense this of flow. But if you hold yourself back because you think that you need to know everything and have everything perfectly aligned before you start, that's never going to happen. And it's just going to give you what we call analysis paralysis. Wow, that's man. That is
0: interesting to say the least. I mean, you know, overthinking, especially. Um, yeah, of course, that kind of deals with complacence. Well, yeah, to a certain extent, but again, Luke. I mean, what is it? What are some of the things that you've? I remember you've mentioned a couple of things in terms of overthinking, Luke. What are some of the things that you? Like you know that you've encountered over the last couple of years in terms of overthinking, like you know with the Grow Together Academy, were there uh points and references that you could remember right now where you were like you know what, maybe I'm overthinking, maybe I should prolong this, maybe I should do this or do that, you, you know I'm I'm sure you were freaking out before that massive launch, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean I think one thing that's kind of helped me, so I actually think it's a little bit comes back to self-awareness because for me you know whenever i'm in that situation it's noticing you know luke now you're in your head too much like you you know what i'm saying like i'm in my own head too much so what am i going to do to to like overcome this and so you know some of the things that really works for me is just like a brain dump just like writing everything down on paper Mm -hmm. you know and then just like going back to the basics like what's the purpose of this you know what is the why behind this you know Um, sometimes, you know, if I'm really in my own head, I just need to, like, get out and kind of, you know, just go for a walk or something, you know, and then come back. And it's amazing how that just, like, completely, you know, changes my mindset and just, like, the state that I'm in. So, yeah, you know, I think, you know, there are a couple of different things that um, works for me. And so, Damon, is it then about, you know, for our listeners, finding then what works for them? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, first of all, I just want to say I think that what you just said there is genius. Like that's an example of how a successful person thinks is that it's getting to the why. Like why are you mm. doing these things? Because if you lose track of the bottom line, it's so, it's so easy to fall into like activity and activity and action are not the same thing. Or you can be, you can be the hardest worker when you're just, and just all day, you're in activity doing all these things. But if all these things aren't actually helping you move forward and they're not, aligned with that bottom line like you just said then it's like you're you're not really getting anywhere you're just wasting a lot of energy it's like you're spending all this time climbing the wrong ladder so i i just wanted to point that out i thought that was that's that's definitely true it's no knowing the why
0: and that's a good point um again that's why i think uh having a team especially <laughs> a team that you could delegate to man that is absolutely mm. essential because Boy, oh boy. Now, I was just telling Luke before the podcast in terms of, like, getting these tools that will enable me to make things, you know, more, more just, you know, just outside the box in terms of, you know, what I post on my Instagram, my Facebook pages, and whatnot. And, but the thing is, rather than just posting a photo, uh, which takes, what, like, what, I guess you could say 30 seconds, you know, making these videos, they could take, like, 10 to 15 minutes. Right. So, yeah, that that time like like you just said, you know, if you just pour a lot of energy and you take a lot of time but it's not getting you to the next step, that is oh my god, that's very very important. Those are some things that really hit me real hard cuz I'm like, damn, man, I got to start delegating
2: all this. <laughs> yeah. I need to focus yeah, more on the bigger picture. Yeah. And especially in terms of time management. And when I say like whatever that means because you can't you can't manage time. Time is always ticking. But you can manage yourself. So when people say time management, it really it's it's self management. So it's like it's like what you just said about posting a photo or posting, you know, doing your social media. If you don't have time blocked out for exactly, if you don't know exactly how long you're going to be doing each thing or each task for, then you there's a lot of time that you're probably taking up that doesn't have to be. And you could save yourself a lot of time just by, you know, making a rule for yourself. Like okay. I'm gonna post on social media from ten to ten fifteen AM and you know I'm I'm not going a minute past that. You've already blocked out that time. You already you you know you you have that self confidence and honestly like it's about what's the word I'm looking for you. It's about trusting yourself enough to not break your own word. Because that's everything.
1: Yeah, but also I just want to ask you something just just on that. So then what happens if, you know, maybe if, if somebody is a parent as well, you know, is building a business, what, what would you then say if, you know, other things get in the way? Like, how do people? Right. You know, like still, because I just like, does that make sense? Like, if you say, you know, I'm I'm gonna post on social media from ten to quarter past ten, but then you know something else happens. Like, how do they remain flexible? And so I think like remaining flexible is is, is important. But like, how do they still remain flexible? Get things done, you know, and all that type of stuff.
2: Right. So first, like we talked about knowing the bottom line, right? What's most important mm-hmm. to you in your life? Before you can know like how to actually manage your time, you have to know what's a priority for you. So the first thing is prioritization. Is is taking care of your kids more important? You know, in this moment, is this thing, this distraction, more or less important than this thing that you, you already decided that you're gonna do. If it's more important then that's okay, you might be able to, to kind of readjust from there and say, Okay, I'm gonna do this thing for five minutes and then I'll go back to it, you know, if if, if it's a requirement. But you know, if you're in the middle of something and you're in a Low, and the phone suddenly rings. Are you going to stop what you're doing and just get up and answer that phone? Like you need to know what's more important to you. You need to know like what. What is a prioritization for you in your life, and what is worth actually distracting you? Like you, do you have enough confidence in your own abilities and your time, and do you believe in yourself enough that a ringing phone? Is, is not a priority for you, and it's not you know worthy of you getting out of that little state that you're in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love that. And so I suppose, you know, that brings to my mind anyway, like most people don't know what is a high priority, so then they just do everything, you know? Right.
2: I, I would just say, like, the thing that's, you know, you asked, like, well, how can a, how can a mother, or a mother who's trying to start a business, and start their side hustle, and they still have a family to take care of, how can they prioritize the best advice I would give in that situation is to know, okay, how many hours you have in a day. So you got 24 hours, you got eight hours to sleep. So, you know, that leaves you about with about six, sixteen waking hours. Now, if you were to just kind of estimate how many hours are spent on things like eating or you know, shower, brushing your teeth, all those things, you might, you know, we'll be generous here, take off another few hours. Uh, you know, you're left with 13 hours. So, out of those 13 hours how many of those hours are spent or have to be spent taking care of your kids uh you know cooking dinner and what out like out of that time what can you delegate to somebody else like are some of those things capable of being delegated and if not then okay so you know the hours that you now know the hours that have to be spent or or are are being taken up by somebody else so once you know how many hours exactly you have left? So let's say you're left with five or six hours. Well, now you can confidently say, now I know that I have five or six hours, which are completely mine. I can use these hours to to you know get to the next step in my business, to get closer to my goals. It's all about knowing. You know, this is why time management is is super important, prioritization too, and, and productivity. It's because mm-hmm. if you can break down the hours in the day, and you know, know ahead of time how many hours you're gonna have and expect those hours, then, you know, you can you can really just kinda of get ahead that way. But if you're not planning that out, if, you know, you're kinda of just thrown off by every little distraction that happens throughout the day, then um, you know, it's gonna take you a lot longer to get there. I don't think I'm not saying necessarily that you can't do it, but the time and energy that it's gonna take you is not worth it. It is so much it, it's really worth it just to be able to break that down compared to saving yourself that energy Uh, so okay
0: let's say someone has five hours right and you have low task medium medium task and high task how many Mm -hmm. hours would you delegate delegate to each uh category and if you had an extra person or extra two people that you could delegate to small tasks to uh yeah yeah let me know what you would do with that again like it's kind of like um What I learned about, of course, delegation, what, three years ago when I had to, of course, take my clothes, okay? Now, out here in Thailand, it's very cheap to get some dry cleaning done. So instead of wasting, literally wasting three to six hours ironing all my clothes for the entire evening and taking all that time out, of course, I just walk probably, I guess you could say, a few minutes away from here, drop them off, pick them up in three days, done. You know what I mean? So those things are really, really key. If you have enough money to delegate, do it. But yeah, in terms of those tasks, how would you, let's say, yeah, let's say you got three categories, low, medium, high, five hours. How would you, you know, how would you implement that?
2: And when you say low, medium, high, are you talking about low, medium, high priorities? Yes, 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 yes. Let's put it that way. Okay. So how would you delegate that? That's that's interesting. So I don't know if I would think about it in, in terms of like, Prior- how much something is a priority but first of all you do need to think in terms of your skills and what you're what you can do the best and it's not worth delegating to somebody else and also when I say delegation like let's say we're using the example of uh, a mother you know you don't necessarily need to delegate the tasks that actually cost you money to delegate like if you if you you know if building a business is important to you and you know first of all you're building those skills that it requires to build a business so before you're building a your business, you need to be thinking about it in terms of building high-income skills first. You need those skills. So that's that's very important for you to actually do, and you can't just delegate that to somebody else. Why not delegate the tasks that don't cost you money? So let's assume you're married. You have a husband. Why not have that conversation with him about the certain things that he, maybe he could be doing that would help free you up to run your business, you know, in terms of taking care of the kids or, or doing the dishes or cooking dinner? are there are there things that you could be delegating to your husband or your, your kids do on their own that would save you that time and you don't have to spend the money to delegate the movie?
1: yeah i mean so i'll say it comes back to you obviously with you with um the, the dry cleaning you mentioned you know like you, you realize that actually this is something that is going to take me time i'm gonna you know outsource that delegate that to somebody else so so yeah you know i think so, I think that it's not always you know necessarily the things in our business that we can delegate, like you said, you know it's things like dry cleaning or things like you know- hiring someone to cut the lawn or something like you know you know so i don't so I don't think you know it's always those those things in our business but um you know one thing i i did also want to touch on is actually about habits, and so what are some of the most important habits that you think? people should be focusing on developing to equal to high performance
2: i love that i'm gonna give you an answer i don't think you're expecting
1: okay Okay.
2: here we go go. i want to know how familiar familiar you guys are with like default state training what i mean by that what is that again eco eco state Nah, default state training. oh no never heard of it default okay so, no. No. This has been around forever. It's I, I'm so shocked by like how little people actually know about this and like most of society has no idea about this, but that's kind of you expect that. You know there's a lot of things that society doesn't really uh you know understand, but even in the personal development and success communities, this is a concept that's been around since like the beginning of Tony Robbins, right? Tony Robbins. And um what default state training is, first we need to understand that when I say state, you know, I'm not talking about any of the 51. What is there? 51 states in the U.S. I'm from Canada. Yeah, know. yeah, 51 states. <laughs> yeah. I, so, so when I when I say state, I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about the way that you feel, mm. act, and behave, and you know, look at the world on a daily basis. That's your state, right? It's it's the way that you feel and operate. So most people. We're not most people, everybody, we have a default state. That's the state that we wake up to, it's the state that we go to bed to, it's the state that we feel throughout the day. Right? That's our default. Now, we are in control of our state. And if you're not consciously controlling your state, whatever whatever your state is gonna be, is gonna be constantly affected by a lot of different factors, everything from the environment to the weather, and most definitely the people that you have around you. Right? All of these things are having like an effect on your state. All the time, the thing that people don't understand is that we can consciously choose and control our state so if you if you were to intentionally choose the state and put yourself into the state that you want to be like a resourceful, a positive, good feeling state, and you were to intentionally do that put yourself into that state repeatedly and consistently every day what's going to happen is that's going to become your new default state, right? That's going to be the state that you wake up to, that you feel for the day and that you go to bed to. So now we know that we actually have the ability to choose the state that we're in, to control our state and to put ourselves into that state. And that the more often that we do that, the less that we have to actually, you know, put in, in, in that conscious work, it starts to become automatic. It starts to become our new default. It's kind of like, you know, like a reference I use a lot is like instead of, you know, it's like sticking with not controlling your state. is like sticking with like a like a slow loading, laggy virus infected Internet browser because you're too lazy to switch over to like Google Chrome. Right. When if you if you were just to take the time to make that switch, it would save yourself all that time. But most people mm. don't make that switch. Right. They stick with the one that they're at because they don't want to put in the effort to, to be in control of your own state
1: wow like so when you first um said about it you know i was like actually i haven't heard of this i did read a tony robbins book but it got like so and obviously in this book it was like you know spoke about state and kind of you know also about like mental pictures and everything and how we can kind of you know and it was like different strategies that you can use to kind of change those mental pictures so i don't know if that's like similar or like a strategy to help with that but um yeah, it's part of it. Cool, but yeah. So, um, but you know, be, be, so you called it as default state.
2: Yeah, training. I, like, that's I, what yeah, I call it. that's just, you can call it yeah. whatever you want, whatever kind of thing right. is for you. But yeah, it's, it's default state training.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, but um, but be but so kind of like being put to, it, to me like that. You know, I haven't kind of heard of it like that before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Like, um, so, well, so you would say I call it
2: that is because you know when you. you you know what your state is. That's that's cool and all. Mm. But really, like what we're talking about here, in terms of how can you have more energy, more motivation? How can you have more joy and happiness in your life? It's it's about training your state, you know. And actually, mm. like you know, implementing certain certain tactics to you know, kind of to literally choose how you feel all day long, which is possible. You know, you're not you're not kind of a leaf that's getting blown around by the wind. Like you are absolutely controlled your direction how you feel and how you feel is everything it's like if you look back on your life like let's say you're on your deathbed you're not going to remember everything that you did but you're you will remember how you felt like how you generally felt about your life and that's because everything comes down to how we feel about the things that we're doing and if you're not enjoying your life in almost every moment then what are you doing right it's like you have the ability to do that
0: that's, man, that's good. Just because, um, man, when it comes to like just general feelings and again, I talk about myself, you know, and you know how I've been waking up over like the past month, I guess you could say, and how I've been able to put myself into that. It, it's just it's always been like a question mark to me. It's kind of like everything I've actually been through out here in Thailand. I still trying to piece everything together and say, wow, how was I able to get through all that? And so many people ask me, why are you so happy after you've been through all the things you've been through? You know what I mean? And I'm just like, man, yeah. that's the that's a part of life. I just love it. <laughs> that's my core. Awesome, yeah. you know? gonna...
2: It builds character. Like the more you go through, the more you if, you, if you've been through a lot of pain and a lot of struggle, then basic things that might throw like a normal person off isn't going to throw you off because you've been through a lot worse. Like, I feel like that's, That's definitely a contribution to that, how you probably feel. is that, like, you know, you've been through worse things. So there's not a lot that can actually throw you off.
0: Um, Like, what are some things that people can do? Okay, so let's say someone is having, you know, they have a bad mood or they're in a bad state and whatnot. What are some Mm -hmm. things they can apply, like, real quickly to say, you know what, man? Okay, I got it. I suck. I suck these mornings. Like, there was a girl There's a fan, right, on my podcast wonderful Filipino uh, girl right out of the Philippines, and she's been oh. telling me, she's like, every time I do chores in the morning, I listen to you, Luke, or she listens to one of my podcasts, and oh, I man. always say thank you so much, because it sets her on fire, she says. So, yeah. again, that's Damn. a state, you know, what I? because <laughs> I'm crazy yeah. as hell on my podcast. I have, I have to keep <laughs> it very calm around here, you know what I'm saying? I can't scare people away, but uh, on my podcast, man, it's just pure Fire, you know what i mean although i do spit fire here but um mm. again <laughs> the happens it's all about habits so if you listen to something yeah yeah i don't know <coughs> what are some things that people could do like like
2: make it okay let's get into take action. It. Yeah, yeah go ahead all right so i don't i don't know if it was our senior or Luke, but one of you mentioned um you know when people think of, of state training and being in control of that you think typically of thought loops and affirmations and
1: mental
2: mental pictures yeah yeah me yeah
1: <laughs> so I read a Tony Robbins book I think and it was kind of like like if you have a dark like mental picture kind of like changing that to be more kind of bright in that does that make sense I mm-hmm. think
2: okay so what? If, so here's what I want to say about that those are all great and they work to a certain degree but if you're mm-hmm. you know like if you're feeling super lousy and Tired and like okay so you had a couple coffees today and it still didn't really do shit for you God, sorry can i swear on the podcast go ahead. You're all good. absolutely go ahead
1: go ahead so, you know
2: and you still don't want to get shit done right you're still not motivated and and you hear that advice like okay mental mental images i'm just gonna picture myself um being really motivated or i'm gonna picture myself where i want to be i'm gonna visualize or i'm gonna you know tell myself that i'm feeling a way that I'm clearly not, in those moments, like, that's only going to get you so far. And usually that's not enough to actually push you over the edge. So what I tell people is that physiology is 10 times more powerful than trying to change your psychology. Because it's really interesting. It's really interesting. And, you know, if you study like, um, if, you, if you study kind of like the body and maybe like kinesiology, You know that there is a strong connection between the psychology and physiology. Your physiology is your body. Your psychology is your mind. For those that don't know, Mm -hmm. there's a connection between the two. If you change one, the other changes with it. All right. So an example of this is like, let's say you're you've been sitting on the couch all day and just watching Netflix or whatever, and you've just been super like physically lazy. You just did not have a lot of physical energy in those moments. Were you like? in your most happy and positive mental state in that moment like what do you think like how how do you typically how do you typically think and feel on those days
1: you're down i suppose
2: yeah down. that's a good word to use yeah so so you're mentally it's like it's the exact same like they're gonna be they're gonna be pretty much in the same spot right but those days where you were just kind of physically active maybe you just got out of the mm-hmm. gym or you're just getting Done. Right. How do you typically feel emotionally then? Like, how do you feel about yourself? Oh, on how top do you... of the world. Totally. Yeah. Totally. You feel you feel great about yourself. You feel um you know more powerful in those moments, certainly. Mm-hmm. So there is a strong connection between our mind and body, and by changing one, you typically change the other. So, I, like, I want to see what you guys think about this. What do you think is going to work faster? Do you think changing how you physically feel, the energy that you have, is going to Is going to happen faster by changing your mental state, by you know, through mental pictures or affirmations or whatever? Or do you think it's faster to just change how you physically feel through some kind of strong, you know, cutting motion and then thus change your your psychology as a result?
0: Man, I'm gonna go with the
2: physical, definitely, right? Mm. Um, and, and you're a smart guy, so you know, that's, that's, (laughs) right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's what's the most effective way that we can default state train and, and, you know, basically pick a new default state for ourselves. It's not through affirmations and, and, you know, mental images and visualization. It's through changing your body. It's by, so literally if you want, you know, if you, if you want to feel better, you don't need to go to the gym for two hours. You don't need to like, just you know you don't need to do all this crazy shit you know and and be motivated throughout the whole day all it really takes is 10 5 or 10 seconds of just a strong physical motion that cuts you like that literally it's like a knife through butter like you're going from the state that you were in and you're cutting through you do something that's so you know that that's so strong of emotion that you have no choice but to basically be in a whole new state now, you know what I mean? Like if you can, if you can pick a motion that gives you no choice but to be in a new state after you've done it, and really like you can do it for like ten seconds and just pumping your fists in the air, or you know, laughing really loudly or yelling, then it literally changes your brain chemistry. Like you, you are literally in a new state now.
1: Wow. So just on that, you know, I was thinking kind of then it's going back to that thing about you know people not then in their mind the self talk about not going to the gym but it doesn't actually have to be that much big of a step does it you know it can be kind of that those smaller steps like you say you know just maybe standing up and doing some kind of weird thing it takes all it
2: all over it. yeah
1: yeah exactly okay this, that's awesome
0: yeah i've actually seen tony robbins do that and i'm not your guru he actually when he wakes up in the morning he does priming right so it's all about the physical state. So he jumps in super ice cold water, then he jumps into the hot uh like hot water or he does thing he does something where he lifts his arms up and then he goes faster and faster while inhaling and exhaling. Um mm-hmm. and again, it all revolves around, you know, the that that state, you know, the 10 seconds if you could just get yourself out of the state you're in yeah i mean it's, yeah. it's really really quick so yeah i completely and agree. that's
2: i love that that's that's definitely like an extreme example like by the way i do like i do take cold showers like almost every single morning because like for anybody who's listening that kind of wants a, a nice technique just to get your day started on the right track mm-hmm. cold showers are are excellent like for they have a variety of benefits you know like you know they, they help with fat loss, uh, your ability to handle tension, like literally, if you can stand, if you can be calm under ice cold water, then you can handle anything that the day throws at you. Like it really helps you with your ability to to handle tension. It wakes you up almost immediately. Um, so cold showers are awesome, but like I I want people like out there to know that you don't have to do crazy stuff like this in order to in order to choose your state. Like you don't have to, you know, especially if you're like an overthinker or, or whatever. And, you know, I I know as somebody who's like that, like, we have this idea that if we're going to do something, we have to go all the way, that we have to, you know, just jump into, like, the hardest thing. But, like, the best way that you can ever accomplish something or start a new habit is through big steps, right? So if you you haven't been in control of your state, then trying to do, you know, trying to do, like, Pony Robbins, ice cold showers and stuff like that, it's going to be kind of overwhelming.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it, it's, it's overwhelming definitely to to have this idea that you have to just do what the pros are doing right off the bat mm-hmm. but you can baby step your way into it right default state training is very easy to do and doesn't take a lot to change your state right like and you know just an, if you want an example of this if you want to test this out for yourself you can do this right now however you're feeling right now rate it on a scale of one to ten like Actually, I'm going to ask you guys this: like, where, where are you guys, where would you guys put yourselves on a scale of one to ten right now, in terms of having?
0: Like, like in terms of my state, like my state right now, my state, state mental state, yeah, or exactly.
2: uh, your mental, your physical state, just how you feel right in this moment.
0: Uh,
2: well, other than being a little bit yeah, without even being too logical right. about it, right? Like,
0: right, right. Well, well, the first number but, that came up was like eight, eight and a half.
2: Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'd say seven. Okay, cool.
2: So now if you were to just like pump your fist in the air and like smile for like five let us let's, let's do like five fist pumps, right? Like five fist pumps, right? <laughs> okay. All
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah, pump
2: your fist in the air five times and smile it while smiling, right? Yeah, go ahead and do it, like fuck right? <laughs> <laughs> <Let's do> it, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Alright, so so after you've done that, now now I want you to think about your state and rate yourself again on a scale of one ten. And notice if it's gone up at all. It's
0: definitely gone up because I feel much more woke yeah. than I did, like literally right before that. Totally.
2: And how long did that take us? Oh boy, that was like it's like yeah, literally. <laughs> exactly. So this this is what default state training is. This is a huge part of it. That's amazing.
1: Wow. I love that. Thanks. That that was Thanks.
2: that was
0: very very good for a lot of people out there, man. Because again, uh, in the smiling part, because once you said that. That referred me back to the Dale Carnegie, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, I think it was, the book. And these people out oh, yeah. at an insane asylum, they would just – I don't know if it was Napoleon Hill or Dale Carnegie, but these people would just stare. It was about depression, so it had to be the Dale Carnegie. And these people would stare in the mirror smiling. And they were depressed, right? But they would stare in the mirror and smile for 20 minutes. Of course, they'd start laughing right because they just see themselves smiling for that long and you know what depression would go away literally this was right. a study it was a study that was done like 80 years ago you know what i mean so
2: you know what can we take like a couple of minutes just to talk about depression because i have some pretty strong views on that sure 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 absolutely go sure, ahead i think what i think what holds us a lot like holds us back a lot excuse me sorry I, but i was kind of dry right now
0: Yeah, yeah no problem no problem
2: but We have all of these, like, you know, in the media, in the news, all these things telling us that depression is a disease, that depression is a mental disorder, and these words that we use talk about depression, and it's become this huge thing. Now, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, like, disagree with anybody here and say that depression is not a mental disorder, but we, right now, don't actually have the proof we don't have the actual evidence to be able to state that depression is a mental disorder. Like we, we really don't, if you look into the research and stuff, it's, you know, they'll claim that depression is like a, an imbalance of emotions or like a lack of serotonin or whatever. But all that really means is that your body or that your body and brain aren't producing enough of the right chemicals. Now we already know that we are in control of that and that just by doing certain things or having certain habits you can produce more of the right chemicals. Like when you go to the gym, it's clear that like your your brain pumps out a lot of like endorphins and good chemicals. We know that. So we know that this is, you know, if you have an imbalance, that's not something that's necessarily permanent, but the way that we're, the way that we kind of look at it as a society holds us back because it gives us this impression that it's not something that we can actually fix or, or cure. And, I think that definitely helps our pharmaceutical companies um, and their, you know, with, with the antidepressants and all the, there's so much money in, in pharmaceuticals, like billions, this, we're talking about like, like a, like a industry that's worth billions and billions of dollars. So how beneficial do you think it is for those companies for us to believe that depression is a disorder a mental imbalance? Like. It's definitely it definitely helps their cause. And you know, they there's like a depression scale, I think, from like one to like fifty one or something. And uh, you know, I don't want to get this wrong, but I think that I think that's what it is. And they show that antidepress antidepressants, excuse me, they move you up maybe a couple points on that scale. That's it. They move you a couple points on that scale. So just enough for you if you're like uh I think fifty one being like uh, you know, you're dancing around in an ecstasy and one being like you want to kill yourself they help you enough that you don't kill yourself, which is which is great. But then they showed that if you were to change your, your nutritional habits or your sleep patterns, your sleep alone, change, like changing your quality and quantity of sleep, has the power to move you up by seven points on that scale. Changing your nutrition can move you up the same amount, seven to ten points on that scale. Antidepressants move you up by two. So that, that that like when I heard that that my mind exploded. I was like jesus like just changing your habits is is that powerful that it can move you up ahead that much on a scale you can literally go from depressed to to being happy just by changing your habits just by changing your nutrition and your sleep and then if you understand the power of default states and and that that's within your control how much further had that also you? so that's something i want to throw out there too is that it's not this thing that's outside of our control whatsoever
1: absolutely like just from my own personal kind of experience like when i was like facing anxiety and like a bit of depression as well i then realized that actually it's like my own thinking especially like with anxiety like it's my own thinking that is causing this and so once i realized that i was like hey you know i can change this i can change my thinking you know and so yeah you know definitely agree with everything you said there man um, and so, you know, just to wrap kind of everything that we have spoken about today up, because there's so much value in this episode. Um, what would be kind of some of your actionable steps? So we always try and give like actionable steps and tips to our audience. What would be some of your, you know, like your top top three actionable steps for um, our audience to you know to go and to go and take?
2: If anybody ever asks me, like, how do I increase my my energy? How do I feel happier? Um, or more motivated any of those things, or maybe all of them people want all of this. If I were to sum it up within like two words, it's behavioral change because here mm-hmm. here's what's really interesting is that people have this this view of energy as being something that's like um you know limited or you have energy or you don't have energy, or you know you, you're somehow lacking it but let's let's take into account here that the world that we live on. Live in like this planet is literally made up of matter and energy. So we have this abundant amount of energy. There, it's literally infinite. There is infinite energy around us at all times. As woo woo as that sounds, and it's not a matter of how do I, how do I increase my energy. It's how can I tap into the energy. How can I access it? How can I be more resourceful with it? Because it's all around you at all times. So if you are personally in a lack of energy. It's all about knowing how to tap into that energy that's around you. There's no limit to it. So that's something that you can do. And in order to do that, you need to understand that to have more energy, you have to act with more energy. This is what I mean by behavioral change. So, you know, there's this weird idea that, like, the less energy that you exert, the more energy you'll have, which is total bullshit. Because if you actually think about it, like we talked about, when you're sitting on the couch all day, you have more or less energy are you extremely energetic when you're sitting on the couch all day no probably not right but when you're actually going about your day and using up energy you tend to have more energy so the truth is is not that you know the less energy you exert the more energy you have that's that's living in this mindset of like there's being some kind of cap to it the truth is the more that you act with energy or behave energetically the more energy that you have right? So. So literally if you can and visualization by the way like I know it sounded like I was hating on it earlier I'm totally not it works if you can visualize yourself as somebody or truly believe yourself to be somebody who has a lot of energy and to act in accordance with that because it's all about action like this is why affirmations work for some people and not for other people is that those affirmations are simply reminders like you have to behave in alignment with that affirmation so if you want to have more energy Act with more energy, be more energetic, do default state training, do things that snap you into a new state. And you know, if I, I kind of want to leave this this podcast on a strategic or a practical note, something that you can actually apply to your life now. Um, would you guys like it if I shared something like that?
1: Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead.
2: So I'm I'm going to give you my formula for default state training, the one that I've in my experience and working with clients have found to actually be the most effective. And it's a three step process. So First of all, if you if you know that if you know about this stuff and you, and you don't apply it to your life, nothing's going to change. And if you're somebody who has a lot of you know that is constantly trying to learn and you know absorb new information, that's all great, but what I think the per, the thing that you need right now is an easy way to implement this stuff, an easy way to actually take action on this that's not going to be too hard or too complex for you. So I'm basically going to leave you with an, implement, excuse me, an implementation plan. So for the next week, every day, three times a day, you're going to do this default state training formula. Right. So set a time in the day that you're going to do this. Um, maybe it's once in the morning, like as you know, as soon as you get up. Um, you know, if you drink coffee in the morning, as you're having your morning coffee. Pick a time then to do it. Pick a time right in the middle of the day, usually when you're hitting that dip, because in, you know the mid-afternoon you start to you start to feel a bit of a decline. Set a time then that you're gonna do it, and then set a time in the evening. So literally, this is gonna be a lot easier if you know exactly when. You could it's easier to stick to it. Three times a day for the next week, you're gonna do default state training, and you're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pick a new default state. We're gonna boost your default state. So. What you're going to do is you're going to do 20 seconds of a, of a strong physical motion, motion, one that really resonates with you. So I'll give you, I'll throw out some, some different uh, ideas. Like pick one, by the way, like ahead of time, don't, you don't want to be in that moment where you're like, damn, what do I want to do? Do I want to I want to pump like this? Do I want to do, do this or that? Have one that you already know have and have decided that you're going to do. So it could be, it could be like, you know i don't if you live alone it could just be like barking as weird as that sounds like mm-hmm. like and i have i have a few mentors that do this the reason barking is so amazing is because it's primal right it's like people are like barking like that's that's so weird like oh it's totally weird it's it's, it's freaking crazy but it it's super effective because it's primal it's it's not logical so if you just bark or you make a loud uh you know very, very kind of emotional or primal noise. Like, you guys ever watch the show Entourage? Oh yeah, absolutely. Dude, you know how like Johnny Drama would do that? Like a root, Like he would be like, Arga! You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> before the out, interview. Oh. <laughs> what do you, What do you think he's What do you think he's doing there? He's 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 putting himself into a better state. Like he's literally default stage. Uh, training. Yeah. You, you could do something like that, but let's say you live with people and you don't, you know you're not at that level yet where you can just do that and you still have a bit of anxiety <laughs> right. well then it doesn't it, yeah it doesn't have to be that it can be pumping your fist 10 times it could be just smiling it could be this is what i call shake it out where you literally just shake your entire body and your face like seriously for like 10 seconds yeah for sure and um that works really well too because like if you're if you're stressing or you're overthinking you're just shaking out all of those thoughts and you're getting into your body again, which is amazing. Like you're putting yourself into your body and you're grounding yourself, which is, I think that that's what Elliot health is all about. It's yeah. uh, grounding. Right. Um, so I don't want to give you too many options here. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to overwhelm you. You can be clapping, pick something that really resonates with you. And, and what you're going to do is you're just going to do that for 10 to 20 seconds. And first, like that's, that's, automatically going to make you feel 10 times better and then like if you really want to take this to the next level and you just want to get yourself into a 10 out of 10 state whatever you want you're going to combine that with two other things so the second step would be um the mental the mental pictures right we start with the physiology because that's more powerful than mental pictures or applications combined you start with the physiology and then you move into the mental picture so what i want you to do is think of the time in your life when you felt very powerful, where you felt on top of the world, a time where you felt the best in your life. It's a really happy moment. And um, it's going to take some time to think about what that was or when that was. Mm-hmm. But once you have that, you're going to basically visualize that for like just a minute or two. And visualization works best when you can incorporate all these senses. So when you can see it and hear hear the things that are going on in this memory. By the way, it doesn't have to be a real memory. It can totally... A future memory. It can be one that never actually happened. It doesn't matter. Your brain can't tell the difference. So if you can feel it, if you can see the things that are happening and hear the things that are happening, and you can, you know, touch and maybe even taste. I don't know, drinking like a like a margarita on the beach or whatever. But but visualize that. And then what you're gonna do after you've done that is you're gonna pick a thought that that works really well for you again, just like uh just like the physical movement. You wanna ahead of time know what this is. You don't wanna be struggling to think of one in that moment. So what you're gonna do is pick a thought loop now that you're gonna use that's gonna make you feel amazing. It could be, you know, I love myself. It could be, you know, why why am I so awesome all the time? And by the way, the tonality that you say this is that you say this in is more important than the thing that you say. Right? Like you could be like, I love myself. Uh I love myself. Whatever. Or you could be like, Arsenio, what's your favorite food, man?
0: Your favorite? Oh, i got to go with pizza, man.
2: Pizza. So you could be like, I love pizza. Uh-huh. I love pizza. Now, I felt better saying that than I did saying I love myself. because It's not the words. It's how you say it. Exactly. Now, if you can pick the right thought loop and say it in the right tonality, extremely powerful, whether you're thinking it or saying it out loud. So when you go, I love myself, and that same tonality that you use for pizza then you know, you really believe it. Like It has some kind of effect on, on the chemistry of your mind. So that's, that's the formula right there. You, you do the strong physical motion that cuts you into a new state automatically. You follow it up with a mental picture or visual, visualization of the time where you felt amazing. And what you're doing is anchoring yourself to those emotions. You're bringing them back to the present moment. And then you're continuing with a thought loop. And that thought loop is something that you can use throughout the day, too. Like, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of thoughts throughout the day that really are not supportive or helping us at all. Like, how many thoughts do we have a day that are like, I wonder what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight, or I wonder what um, Jack in high school. All these mm-hmm. thoughts that are not actually helping us at all to reach our goals or to be the best versions of ourselves. When you catch yourself having thoughts that aren't actually helping you, have a go-to thought loop that you can trade out for that. Right? If you could, if, if you have like a go-to thought within those moments, it's just more powerful than than any like any other thought that you were having. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. So if you can just in those moments become aware of that and just start being like, I love myself. I I'm so awesome. Like, why am I just the type of guy that just you know is always striving to get better? And again, powerful. So it's a three-step formula, and uh, it doesn't take as long as it did for me to explain it. It should take you less than five minutes, and uh it has all the power in the world to to make you to really make you the most resourceful and high performance person that you can afford. and I think it's something that needs to talk about more um that a lot of people aren't
1: really talking about absolutely completely agree with you man so so powerful, thank you for sharing that with us um so Damon, where can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about this stuff and if they want to actually work with you, you know, and kind of like thinking that you could dive so much deeper into all of this. So, um, like where can people connect with you, um, to do that? So
2: all the deep stuff, all the, the best knowledge that you're going to find is going to be on my newsletter. So if you want to join the newsletter, I would go to my website, DamonWild.com. And then you get to opt in there. You're also going to get a free, uh, you're going to get a free ebook as soon as you sign up. Uh, that's where everything really goes down. It's behind the scenes stuff in the Uh If you want to follow my Instagram, it's Damon Wild and Wild is W Y L D.
1: Yeah, well, guys, I will put the link in the description. So, uh, Damon, if you can send me the link, um, I will put it in the description. So, make it easier for people to you know just just to click on the link if they do want to know more and definitely sign up to the newsletter. In fact, I'm going to do that as soon as we get off this podcast, guys. So. Awesome. Um, Damon, thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah.
2: Cheers, Damon. That was awesome.
1: No worries. No worries. And um, it was.
2: was. was, This was a a great podcast. Oh, yeah.
1: Awesome. So, guys, next episode uh, will be on Friday. So just a quick reminder, new episodes every single Friday. If you like this episode and uh, know someone who needs to hear Damon's message, then please share this episode with them. And don't forget to leave us a review as well. David, thanks. Thank you once again. And guys, we will look forward to speaking to you all on the next episode.
0: See you guys later. Did you find this episode helpful? If you did, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe. New episodes of the Motivational Mentors podcast are available every Friday.